pause, renew, next. A podcast about soul care, scripture, and stories of faith. I'm Jenny Detweiler, and if you're new to the podcast, welcome. I'm so glad that you're here. If you've been listening for a while and you're back for a new episode, friend, I'm glad you're here too. We have got a great episode today with guest Miranda Jo Davis, a trained yoga instructor who has a lot of wisdom to share about yoga and meditation. I think you're really going to enjoy it. But before we get to that, I wanted to ask you guys if you could do me a favor and go out on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app and leave a review. I want to share one of my favorite reviews that's come in, and it's from Stina7985, and she said, This podcast has encouraging stories and real-life people. I can truly relate to most of the guests. Now, to me, that is high praise. I definitely want you to come away from this podcast feeling like you sat down with a cup of coffee and some friends for a great conversation. My hope is that you leave my podcast feeling encouraged in your faith with a new breath to run the race that you're in. So if you like this podcast, do me a favor and go out and leave a review. It helps new listeners find this podcast a little more easily. Okay, you guys, you are really going to enjoy this conversation with Miranda Jo Davis. Now, yoga right now is all the rage, and for good reason. It has some great health benefits. It helps us to slow down and center ourselves. It helps with body integration. It can be helpful for so many different things. So it was really a pleasure to get to sit down with Miranda Jo Davis, who is a trained yoga instructor for many, many years, and have a conversation about some of the spiritual implications or how to practice in healthy ways as Christians. So without further ado, Let's jump into the conversation. Well, Miranda Jo, welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Um, Would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, Jenny. Hello, listeners. I'm Miranda Jo Davis, and I am a, well, I'm a Christian yoga instructor and best-selling author of Christian Girl in the Yoga World. I have um, been blessed to be in this ministry now, uh, teaching Christian yoga for the past about 12 years, but that hasn't always been the case. Uh, I have been in the yoga world for over 20 years, and so I love to share uh, my experiences with that, and uh, I love to help equip other Christians and come alongside them and teach them how they too can honor God in their yoga practice. That's awesome. We were talking a little bit before the podcast. Um, as a Christian counselor, uh, I feel like yoga is so helpful to help people through trauma, for body integration, for health, for uh, meditation, like for lots of different things that can be really helpful. So I'm excited to talk to you about this today because I feel like it's a, a huge help in the soul care world. Um, can you talk about how you got involved in yoga? Like what drew you to it to begin with? Yeah. So it's just like what you were saying as you're counseling people and maybe you're recommending and and doctors are recommending today more than ever to go to yoga class. Um, that was not the case for me a little over 21 years ago. I was a professional dancer and was in the dancing world, which was very stressful. Uh, I was in my early twenties. I didn't really know about being type A or anything like that. (laughs) didn't know the stresses that my body um, went through as a result of being in the dance world. And one, a a nice lady, I would call her a seasoned woman. um, She was much older and wiser than I was said, Hey, you might want to try yoga. I was suffering from bouts of IBS, irritable bout syndrome, and um, would have long um, 
bouts of it through the night. And then it would just rock my world for a couple of days. And I had been to a doctor who gave me medication and I was kind of coming into a place where I thought, well, I wonder if I really need medication. I mean, maybe, maybe there's something else. And so I was not a Christian at the time. I always like people to know that, but I was definitely seeking something. Um, I felt there was, there had to be something more to life than just to go through each day only to do it all over again the next. And so, um, you know, yoga seemed like a very viable possibility. And so having an illness is what got me in the, the front door of yoga. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about what kind of dance you were doing? Like, what were you doing ballet or tap or what were you doing? Yeah, so um, I, I was kind of like a jack of all trades type dancer. I could perform and do a lot of different things. But um, this particular woman that I met, I was doing modern dancing, which I, I'm sorry if I say this and it bothers someone. That's my least favorite type of dancing. Um <laughs> Ballet, tap, jazz, um, even hip hop. I, I did. I had a little hip hop troupe for a little while, um, and and um, was a choreographer and choreographed for a lot of award winning numbers for um, girls that were like in junior high and high school and college age. That is so fun. And so I still love it. Still love dancing. So when you talk about irritable bowel syndrome, I know a lot of times that can go, it doesn't have to go, but it can go hand in hand with anxiety. So you're saying under a lot of stress, that's how your body was kind of exhibiting some of that anxiety and stress was through physical symptoms like that? I I mean, I, I did not recognize at the time, but I was very, I was just riddled with fear. I mean, there was, I would not have known that about myself, but I do now. I've, I've had to work through years of it. I think I came out of the womb afraid. So yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So as you were beginning to do more yoga, what were the personal benefits that you noticed? Like what changes did you notice in yourself? Yeah, you know, I identified with yoga right off the bat because it reminded me so much of, of dance type movement. And um, I had this wonderful, sweet lady who was a, a, like a seasoned veteran who was my first yoga instructor. And um, so I think that I identified with the flexibility components, um, you know, uh, getting into poses and being able to balance. That was not hard for me. Um but the part that I noticed was the absolute challenge was at the end when we were asked to lay down and do deep breathing and, and to rest and to relax. Like I wanted to run. I had, it was just very, very uncomfortable for me, but because I had that kind of type A personality, like I'm going to nail this. I'm going to learn how to lay down and do nothing. Um, I, that's what, one of the reasons that kept driving me to go back. That is kind of fascinating. I think one of the things that people struggle with a little bit about yoga Maybe I'm speaking for myself. I don't know, but <laughs> is the whole slowing down aspect because our lives are really not made to be slow and yoga really is intentional and that deep breathing aspect and getting in touch with your body. It really has to be kind of intentional. I don't think it just naturally happens. So I can completely understand that. So you wrote a book, which I read called um, A Christian Girl in the Yoga World. And you talk a little bit about the spiritual pitfalls that can be a part of the yoga world. In fact, I'm going to go off on a little tangent for a second. I feel like lately um, it's a little more okay than it used to be kind of in the Christian world to talk about yoga. But I know growing up, it was kind of considered like Eastern religion-y, like you got to be careful. And so um I assume that probably a lot of my listeners may be wondering similar things. So can you explain some of your story about how you began to be aware of the dangers 
of guarding your mind while you're practicing yoga or what the spiritual aspects can be? Yeah, so I I do want to, that's a very important part of the story is that um, as I found and discovered yoga at the same time, around the same time I became a Christian. And so um, I just fell in love with Jesus. I just was all in uh, with scripture, with going to church, with joining a, a Bible study, being in a small group. Um, I was that hunger that I had talked about earlier was because I was hungry for Christ. I just didn't know that. Um, so as I, my knowledge increased of who Jesus was, what Jesus, what God's word says, um, what scriptural truth and, uh, and biblical truth is, then I started to recognize in my years of yoga escalating. So um, it's important to understand if you haven't read the book, I took yoga as a career. So I went from being a dancer to a master trainer in yoga where I traveled the world and I taught yoga um, and I took it to the highest levels of education. So once you go as high as I did in yoga with the type of education I had, you cannot separate that part of the Eastern religion from what yoga is. There is no separation. So that's important for anyone to know. It's still there. It depends on what type of yoga you practice today. But we as Christians need to be very wise and discerning and we need to have parameters put in place. And so God just through his word continued, showed me, you know, things like thou shall have no other God before me. Well, I couldn't practice yoga if there's a statue of Buddha in there, or I could not listen to sacred texts from Hinduism or Buddhism being spoken over me in class anymore. So I had to start making very wise decisions with how can I have this physical practice of yoga? How can I still do the movement and the, and the mental aspects that I feel are beneficial, but completely remove the spiritual side? So that has been the deciphering process for me, prayerfully uh, considering, you know, God, how do I do this? I mean, I thought at one time, maybe it just wasn't even possible. Um, but he showed me that, you know, he tells us in 1 Corinthians 10, 23, that everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. So um, through Christ in Galatians 5, 23, he tells us we have freedom in Christ as long as we don't sin. So my purpose is to take people on that, on that path of Christian yoga that is safe, spiritually safe, where we don't compromise our faith and it's free of sin. And I know those boundaries because I've walked through them so many times, time and time again, God has put me in situations where I had to choose him and, and to say no to what yoga was offering. Um, do you want to talk about some of the certification you've just done and how you're beginning to practice more of a Christian standpoint in your practice? Yes, I would love to. So perfect fit. Um, is the name of my Christian yoga teacher training. And that's, that's derived from Colossians 1.28, that we proclaim him admonishing and teaching in all wisdom so we can present everyone perfect in Christ. And so I equip other yoga instructors, ones that are already trained, they already have their, their 200 hour training is what we call it with Yoga Alliance. I teach them a very specific style of how to integrate prayer, Christian meditation, uh, scriptural use, how to use that with the breath and with the postures to have a very beautiful practice that is centered and God on it's God honoring. It's centered on Christ. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that so much. So along with that meditation piece, I would love to kind of break that apart with you for a second, because I think meditation is really important. And in kind of the same way I just talked about sometimes gets a bad rap among uh, the faith community. So when the Bible talks about meditate on God's word day and night, I think David talks about um, that is meditation. 
But I think sometimes people have this idea of meditation that that means you have to empty yourself completely or like get rid of everything in your mind, which for anxious people, I really think is impossible anyway. (laughs) But I do think there's a lot of confusion about how to meditate as a Christian. Um, How are some of the ways that you incorporate meditation into your practice, into your teaching? And what does that look like for you? That's a great question, Jenny. So I always make sure that I preface, I always say, I don't just say meditation. I always say Christian meditation. And it's based around Philippians 4, 8. Uh, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is excellent, whatever is praiseworthy. You know, Paul tells us to think about such things. So those are things that, to me, those are things of Christ. And so that is the scriptural component. In the style of yoga that I teach, each class starts with a scriptural theme. And then the Christian meditation is focusing throughout the class while you're doing yoga poses, key components on the theme. So let's say we use Psalm 4610, be still and know that I'm God. We could use the breath to that. Inhale, be, exhale, still and know. So we can add things that are that are from the yoga practice, but it's still never taking our mind or shifting that. Because as you said, we want to meditate on God's law day and night. So we don't want to do anything that is going to shift our focus off of Christ. We actually want to center our focus on Christ, breathe him in, focus on him, make it even a, it's a worshipful experience when you practice Christian meditation, Um, but he is the center of it. And so that is the difference. We're not, yes, it is, it is Eastern, it's Buddhist, um, it's emptying the mind or filling your mind up with false teaching, which is what I was exposed to so many times, time and time again, which is, as the scriptures tell us, it's high sounding nonsense. It sounds really, it can sound like something that, okay, I can, I can get on board with this, but it's not from Christ. And that's what God has shown me over and over again. Do not teach things, do not participate in things unless it's centered on what God's word is. Mm-hmm. Can you talk for just a minute? Like, I don't know how many of my listeners are currently practicing yoga and or meditation. <laughs> Um, but I do think there's great benefits to both. Can you kind of talk through what are the things that you notice that people experience when they're when they're practicing yoga on a regular basis, like some of the health benefits, some of the mind benefits that go with meditation? Absolutely. I think the first benefit is that Josh, you, you know, as the scriptures tell us, you know, draw close to God and he draws close to you. I think that um, the five trainees that are about to graduate from my um, teacher training have all said that this has been a a deepening of their faith. Um, And so I see the same thing with my students. Uh, It's an opportunity for people to walk closer, to grow closer to the Lord. Um, I've had people who have are not of the Christian faith come to my class. And I know they may not know this, but what they're drawn to is the light. They're drawn to the light that is within each one of us as believers um, and, and with that becomes, becomes a lot of beautiful things. There's healing that can happen. Um, I've seen people overcome chronic injury or illness. Um, I've seen people become more centered. Um, as I talked about, I once was a person riddled with fear I, that is gone. God removed that. I have a, a spirit of faith and steadfastness and assuredness and strength that comes from him. That's one of my benefits. Um, I no longer suffer from IBS. Uh, I have students that have you know been told, from doctors and things, you know, like I was saying, counselors, they need to come to yoga, but what, and maybe that was to help a bat, a back, they had a back injury, but what they found is that they have a quietness of spirit now. So I would say there's a wide range of we, of reasons why, 
Um, we, sh- we, I believe Christians, all Christians can safely practice yoga. It's just this, you need to have the wisdom and discernment around that to do it safely in a, to protect our spiritual aspect, our, our Christian faith. Mm-hmm. So there were a lot of really interesting facts that you brought up in your book. The spiritual aspect that we talked about was one of them, but you also talked about body safety and feeling secure when you're practicing yoga. You also talked about pride and comparison. You know, um, I think that's a really important part. I think uh, we can find yoga that does not have the spiritual component. And I've, I've done that. What we're looking, just want to tell what you're looking for. If you're a listener and you're thinking, okay, I think I might give this a try. You're looking for a practice that is going to focus on the physical aspects. They're going to focus on taking you through the stretches and the poses that strengthen and the balance work, core work, ab work, things like that. So it's more of a physical aspect. And then they may do some breathing exercises and things like that to help you with the mental aspect. You have, as you, as Jenny just said, you you just have to be careful sometimes, even with that component of it, because there is a spirit of pride many times. And yoga is supposed to be the essence of true yoga is that it's non-competitive. And that's, that, that is from the traditional aspect is that there's no competition, you know, things like that, but we live in a competitive society. So Yes, you're going to see people trying, forcing themselves to get into yoga postures, grunting, you know, <laughs> grunting, contorting, you know, sweating like crazy so they can try to make them. And that's just not what it's all about. It's it's really, you know, and that's that goes hand in hand with our faith, too. And as the scriptures tell us, those that humble, those that exalt themselves will be humbled. And so a lot of times you see people falling on their face or uh, <laughs> you see people, you know, getting injury. So I would just say. Be, be cautious, even of that aspect, when you're looking to practice the physical, you know, be aware that pride and ego can take over because we feel like this is something we have to get. And that's not what it's about either. Mm-hmm. And kind of on that same note, I'm thinking about people that may not feel comfortable in their bodies or wearing tight clothing or anything like that and practicing in front of other people, not just the positions, but how their body may look in front of a mirror and with all the people around them. And I think now, especially with social distancing, there's probably more people practicing at home, watching videos. Do you have any access to videos that people can watch if they're interested in seeing a little bit more and they're in their homes right now and can't get out? Absolutely, yes, I do. Um, I'm not teaching as much as I would because I'm I'm, la- I'm doing the teacher training. I'm, I'm really launching into that part of my career uh, training other instructors, but I have a YouTube channel, uh, Miranda Joe Davis, One Perfect Fit, uh, the number one perfect fit. And there's free videos on there. There's Christian meditation videos. Um, you can go to my website, MirandaJoeDavis.com, and you can look at my schedule and I teach live via Zoom every week. So I would love to have you. I am a person that I have, I feel like I've been so blessed by the students that God has brought to me over the years because I get all body types. I get, um, I get people that are in, you know, that are larger in their bodies. I get people that have chronic ailments and injuries, but that's, that's just my spirit as I try to nurture each and every person, the body that they're in so that they can feel very comfortable. I mean, God gave us this body. And what are we going to do with it? You know, let's let's take care of it. Let's nurture it. Let's love on it. Um, that's kind of my aspect. And so if you're one of those people that feels uncertain, 
know that it's yoga is not a one size fits all. It is, it is really, it's so accommodating for all body types. So don't let that be a hindrance. Perfect. Thank you so much. I am definitely going to link to that in today's show notes. So on every podcast episode, I like to ask my guests if they have a favorite scripture, which girl, you've been preaching the whole time. I think you've already mentioned about 10, but (laughs) do you have a favorite scripture passage or one that the Lord's been using in your life recently? Yes, I do. Um, I, I just love this. I do love God's word. And I think it is, um, useful for all aspects of our life, but specifically he's been working and, um, showing me time and time again, Philippians one, six, um, which just says to be confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will complete it until the day of Christ Jesus. And, um, I just love that because I, I'm, I want to say from a ministry aspect, I am, I I'm getting attacked on all sides, (laughs) You know, there's Christians, as Jenny said, there's Christians that say, there's no way you can do yoga. Absolutely not. And then you have Christians that say, no, you can't, you, you can't put the Christian aspect into yoga. And then you have the traditional people who say, you know, this is all wrong. So um, I just, I really have confidence in the Lord. And um, I believe that he has given me this um, path and he's given me a very clear direction on where he wants me to take Christian yoga. And so I just rely on that a lot to be confident in him that he's completing a good work in me until he comes back. I will continue to do what he is asking of me. So I I hope that encourages someone else because we all have good works put within our spirit that God is calling us to do um, until he returns. Amen. (laughs) Now we were talking beforehand. You're a mom too, a boy mom, no less. So I know (laughs) in the midst of doing this business and this training and being a mother and all the other things you've got going on, that you probably have to practice some soul care yourself and yoga, I'm sure, and meditation obviously are going to be a part of that. But are there any specific ways you're practicing soul care in this season? And by soul care, I mean taking care of your whole self, your relationship, your body, your mind, your spirit. I do. Yes. Um, I I do a lot of talking, a lot of teaching, um, a lot of guiding, whether that's in my home with my family. Um, but I, I do take time to, to my life verse for myself is Psalm 46, 10 to be still and know that I'm God. And, um, a stillness does not come easy for me. So I do take, uh, usually one day a week where I step away. I'm, I do nature walks um, regularly. Um, I I eat. I have a very specific diet that I found. I have a lot of allergies, but I eat very clean, healthy foods that um, give me energy, that make me feel good. Um, and then I I always take time to visit with a girlfriend, and then I date my husband. So I, I try to and and I just enjoy family time. So um, those are things I do. But just for myself, it's really quiet. I, I, I recharge in quiet spaces and I just love just being in fellowship with the Lord when I do that. Mm -hmm. I'm just wondering for your quiet time, whether you want to call that like just recharge time or whether that's your devotion time or whatever that may look like, do you have specific places that you like to go? Like, do you have a specific room or an area or do you like to be in nature? Yes. So I have both. Yes. I have a special chair with all my little books around and love to have like a hot beverage. Um, you know, I, I don't drink a lot of coffee, but I do love my one cup or some hot tea. 
And um, I, I'm a writer as a, you know, I wrote the book, but I do write regularly as well. So um, big on journaling. And so that's my favorite inside space. And then outdoors. I mean, I live in Texas. I'm in, from Fort Worth, Texas. And so we have pretty mild weather um, throughout this time. Right now we're in, coming into spring, but um, I just love, I love any time. I grew up just being a little dirty little girl. It's a tomboy outside all the time, you know, barefoot and, and running around the neighborhood. So that little girl is still in me. She still loves to get out and walk around the neighborhood or go to the park or, you know, just I love being by water. And so that's important to me too. Mm-hmm. I'm that way too. I was not really into sports, but I was definitely playing with bugs and frogs and being in the creek and, you know, running around outside and in the woods. So yes, I think that girl's still in me too, for sure. Maybe that's why God gave me some boys. I don't know. <laughs> yes. And dirty with them. Exactly. That's right. Okay. Well, is there anything else that you wanted to say that I didn't get you a chance to on in our conversation? No, I just, I hope that this has been encouraging to everyone. I hope that, um, you, you know, I believe that God makes a way in, in the wastelands and um, that he can redeem. He can, he uh, can and has redeemed yoga. So I just, I love to hear from people. Please let me know if you're listening, send me an email. Um, it's Miranda at MirandaJoDavis.com. And just tell me what you got out of this. Um, I would love to connect with you and help you find a safe place to practice yoga. Oh, thank you so much. That's awesome. And I will definitely link to all the, all your things in today's show notes as well. So it's been a joy. Thank you. Thank you, Jenny. Thanks again, Miranda, for being on today's podcast episode. I so appreciated your wisdom and your experience about yoga and how we can practice it safely. And of course, it's always fun to meet another boy mom who's in ministry too. Friends, if you want to know more about what Miranda Joe is up to, you can check out her website, mirandajoedavis.com. You can also follow her on social media at Miranda Joe Davis. If you liked what you heard today and you want to know more about her story and about her wisdom, you can go find her book. It's called Christian Girl in the Yoga World. Biblical Wisdom to Safely Navigate the Practice and Honor Your Faith. And you can find that on Amazon. Well, friends, if you like PRN and you'd like to help support it, you can go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash pause, where you can donate and you can also leave me a comment. If you're not already subscribed to the podcast, go out and subscribe. You can find us on almost any podcasting app. Overcast, Spotify, Pandora, iTunes, you name it, and we're probably there. Well, that is all for this podcast episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I know I did. You can meet me back here again in two weeks for another podcast episode, and it is going to be a good one. I'm Jenny Doweiler with PRN. Pause, renew, next. The podcast. May you be encouraged on your journey with Jesus. Jesus.